Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us on Third Shop Podcast. If you haven't already, don't forget to hit that subscribe or follow button so that you don't miss one of our amazing episodes. We have Uncle Greg and Russ here. How are you guys doing? I am. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing good. How about you, Greg? We better take a shot. Yeah. A little hesitation. On we better take a shot. There. We better take a shot before we hear this story. Ooh, shot time. Shot music. I love it. Cheers. Ooh. I, that was an accident, but okay. Well, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Anybody that's had going? their account hacked before <laughs> can, you know, get what's going on in my life right now. I my account got hacked, and it's my pickleball account. It's my uncle Greg on the Instagram account, and it got hacked, and it's been mm. a pain trying to to recover this. But I'm trying to put that behind me. I'm trying not to let that influence the joy of this show because this brings me joy. Yes. So you're saying you didn't actually buy a new house with Bitcoin? Or car? Or uh, <laughs> <I didn't, laughs> car? Everybody's co- you know texting me offline, going, "Hey, what's up with this?" And they all, everybody can tell this is not me, and you know, I totally got hacked. But they're having fun with me with it. But I can't well, get my darn account. Yeah, that's, that's it's driving so me nuts. It's, it's like that. Um, it's like that icky feeling, right? Of like. You've been invaded. Something of yours mm-hmm. has been stolen. It's mm-hmm. well, right. It makes you paranoid. Yeah, yeah. Because what else did they get a hold of? Or everything? You're worried about yeah. clicking on anything. Like, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Am I giving somebody access right. if I click this? Or right. yeah, it's an awful feeling. But on a brighter note. <laughs> yes, you've got some good news. I do have some good news. I've been trying to join this yeah. pickleball club in in my town for I think probably nine months, and there's a waiting list that's been. It was a mile long when I uh, tried to join. Well, I finally got notified nice. yesterday that I'm in. My number Ooh, finally awesome. got, got called. Awesome, you have I'm to sign in via Instagram. Is the problem? <laughs> <laughs> well. It's it's actually worse than that. They have an app that I was signed up for, but because of this hacking situation, I cannot log into the app. But I know I'm in. They they texted me. I'm good. And it's a really cool club. It's only about five minutes away. The courts are only five minutes away from my house. Really convenient. I've played with a number of players. In fact, Bridgie and I played against some of these players in the uh, tournament in San Ramon. Oh, so, yeah. That's good competition then. Good competition. I'm looking forward to it. I, I, it's a large group. So I'm guessing there's going to be kind of a large rotation of players that I'm going to get a chance to play against and meet. And, and that's really what I'm looking for <laughs> is to Your have dog's that excited uh, about variety. It too. And, you know, <laughs> my, my dog is pumped up. Like, he, like, he's so excited right now that I got into the club. Yeah. He's going, all right, right, daddy, you did it. You're in. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah i do have a question though for you in golf and everybody knows i'm a golfer right and i've resisted about joining a country club because my concern is that i'm going to get tired of playing the same right. golf course over and over and over again mm-hmm. right and i just wonder does that relate to pickleball 
if you're in a, a club with the same members and you're playing the same people over and over again, does your game kind of mm. get stagnant to a certain extent? Or do you all level up together? How, like, how does that work? I've never experienced it in pickleball before. What do you guys think? Yeah, that's an interesting question. And I don't know, even know if I have the right answer or a solid answer for you, but <laughs> I would think getting a variety of players would enhance your game just because it exposes you to different strategies. Because if you're playing against the same people, I would think that you would start kind of learning their game a little bit, mm-hmm. which doesn't allow for other opportunities of learning how other people play but that doesn't mean you're not going to get better because like you said if everybody's playing their hardest and trying super hard and it gets really competitive if you've got that type of bunch you're playing against then I think everybody's just going to start getting increasingly better at the same rate well I would hope (laughs) I think so that's what my hope is and I'm I'm hoping that's going to happen because in golf you know, the golf course is one thing, right? That's not going to change. Mm-hmm. But players can change. And players can kind of change their styles and change their technique and change their skill level. So I'm I'm thinking that's what's going to happen. And this club is pretty large. I think there's over 200 members. So nice. There's going to be plenty oh, of wow. people to play out. But yeah, I want to ask you, Russ, because little fun fact about Russ is he is very, very good at live <laughs> improv. I don't know if I'd say very, very. Maybe, maybe just yeah. one very in there. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, okay, one very. <laughs> yeah. He's in your, all caps. Or maybe just so so. It actually no, varies. You're, you're, That's you're the very thing. Good. It's not <laughs> I'm good or not. But the question I have for you is when you're doing improv, does your skill level change if yeah. you try different groups out and you're working with different people versus the same group every single week? Because well, I know you see, you're actually that's club as well. You, you segged perfectly into what I was going to say is because like with improv, I'm playing with the same people, so I get that sense of comfort, right? But can I actually level mm-hmm. up? Can mm-hmm. I get to the next level? Because we're all in that same you know level of comfort, and it's like I know. I know where somebody else is going to fail. I know where I'm going to fail. I know the people that I really like to play with and do a certain, you know, type of scene with. And then I know the people that I, uh, I'm not going to do that because, you know, this is going to happen. This is going to go wrong. That's going to go wrong, whatever. So it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm mathing these things out in my head and like playing out these scenarios before I actually do a scene. And so it's like, it's, it's almost getting into my head too much sometimes, but it's, it's nice to play with the same people. But I'm wondering sometimes that if I went and I did a class somewhere else and I got with another group, if I would learn different skills and if I would actually get better. So that's that's where my my concern, even with this would be, is you're playing against the same people over and over. I like that it's just about pickleball. Like, that's cool. But like, are you going to, you know, just like get into a routine and and is it going to hurt you from going and playing other people? Like that's, that's what I would be concerned about too. Like, are, are you going to want to go play somewhere else? Well, you got your home court. Let me just go there. Eh, you know? So I don't know. I would say mm-hmm. as long as you're like, I guess, continuously, you know, being adventurous and going to other places and doing other things, I think that would be, that would be a win for you. How does it work for you in improv when somebody new joins? Um, the group? You know, we just had somebody 
uh, new that joined the group. Uh, and first of all, like she's fantastic. At, at improv. Like she's, she like, I'm like, Oh shoot. Like, should I even be doing this? <laughs> like she's so good and so quick and so funny. Um, it, 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 it makes it where there does like kind of bring in this new sense of like, okay, well, this is fun. Like, what can I do with this person? Like, what, what can our scenes be? Like, what can we do? Like how, like, how do I compliment her? You know, like, how do I, you know, um, how do we work together to make a scene really good? It's, it's, it's kind of like a job, you know, like when, when somebody new starts and then you get all these new ideas coming in and you get all these new, you know, different, you know, just, I I don't know, different energy coming in. It's, it's kind of cool. So like, yeah. And I guess that'll be you right now, right? Like you're, you're the new guy going in meeting all these people. Yeah, exactly. He's going to bring the energy. I'm going to bring bring the fire. (laughs) (laughs) I light some people up. No, (laughs) (laughs) that is not me on a pickleball court. That is, uh, you know, let's have some fun. You know, that's, what about you, Bridgie, when you play with somebody new that you've never played with? Is that more fun for you? Or do you like having the comfort of playing with people that you know, you've played with a number of times? You know, I think I like both. Um, you know, I really enjoy playing with someone that I'm comfortable with because then there's not that awkward, like, let me get to know how this person plays so that we can cover the court together where like when you and I play, cause we've played so frequently with one another, it's a lot less thinking as to like positioning mm-hmm. and strategy. Whereas with a new person, I mean, it's good because then it kind of like sparks those ideas in your head on like, Oh, maybe, maybe that's something I could incorporate into my game. Um, and it is exciting just to get to know another pickleball player and learn how, how they play their game. So I think both has its advantage. Yeah. I think initially, and I'm look, I mean, like I said, there's so many people in this group that I think it's going to be pretty fresh and new for me for a very long time. So <laughs> I'm really excited if I could ever get into uh, my app <laughs> and figure out how to get there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, We're keeping our fingers crossed that you can get everything situated. That's runs, horrible. All is good. Yeah. Let's, let's hope yeah. for that. Yes. <laughs> Hey, little throwback action here. Uh, we haven't done a learning more segment with Russ actually asking a learning more question oh, wow. in so, a long I'm time. I'm so unprepared for this, actually. But uh, I, I, I guess the question has to be, Greg, what was your password? Was it one, two, three? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, way too soon. Too soon. <laughs> no, it was Russ's so you know what I'm gonna I'll I'll do I do have a question because a little follow up on what you're doing here. Um, okay, so the yeah. court's gonna be the same. The people, you know, like you're gonna get kind of in a routine, probably playing against the same people a, a bunch. Will you always use the same paddles, or are you gonna switch up paddles? And 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 like what what's gonna be your your tactic there? Will you have a paddle per person? Like oh, this is my whatever paddle person. Ooh. You know, like how, how are you gonna do this? I like that idea. No, I'm not going to switch paddles. I'm going to keep it really like they keep them guessing. 
Oh, like, yeah. Like, what paddle is Greg gonna play? Is that a power paddle? Is that a touch paddle? What, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna nice. keep them on their toes. I like it. That's what I'm bringing to the club. <laughs> yes. See the excitement. He's bringing it already. I like That's it. Right. <laughs> and and if you could share some of your improv skills with there me, we go. I'm gonna bring a few there laughs with me. We'll see. Uh, we'll see if I could do that. I, I, I've got to. Uh, I feel like. I'm still, you know, I, we, we talked about my trip to Italy last week. Uh, I'm still jet lagged. So <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be very funny right now. <laughs> very entertaining at uh, improv. I'm debating on even going over the next couple of weeks. It's like, let me, let me just sleep. That's what I want to do right now. <laughs> exactly. Ease back into your routine. Exactly. Okay. Well, so there, there's my learning more question and uh, my little update. Uh, what, what's happening today on this year podcast? Well, we have Dr. Taylor Lau, and he is a physical therapist with the orthopedic rehabilitation specialist in Hawaii. And a little connection with Bridgie that they used to know each other back at UNLV days. And it's going to be really fun to kind of reminisce with Dr. Lau and have him give us some advice on how we can stay on the courts. Listen up, pickleball people. You can't slay on the court and look sloppy at the same time. Thank goodness for pickleball athletes and their sweet styles. Whether you want long sleeves, no sleeves, or funky and fun prints, pickleball athlete has got you covered. Their selection is perfect for the super serious players or the jokers out there. And they don't just stop at clothes either. Check out their awesome accessories that would make fabulous gifts for your favorite player. Or for yourself, let's be real. And hey, you get to feel good about supporting a small business too. Find them at pickleballathlete.com. Be sure to also follow on Facebook and Instagram. Welcome back to Third Shot. We appreciate all the support you've been showing us on social media. Please keep it coming. We love the feedback. We love the comments. We really love the likes. So, uh, you know, keep those coming, especially. But uh, Bridgie and I are really, really excited to have Dr. Taylor Lau, physical therapist with the orthopedic rehabilitation specialist. Aloha, Taylor. How are you? Hi. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Super excited to be here. We're super excited to have you. Before we get into it, though, it's time for our shots. They have their soju ready. Yeah, we do. I got my soju drinking partner. That away, Dr. Lau. (laughs) Cheers. Cheers. So to give a little background on on Taylor and I, because he's actually a friend from college. So back at UNLV, him and I met playing intramural sports. He's a great athlete. We played flag football. He was also really competitive in basketball. And now pickleball has been introduced into his life. And that's kind of how we restarted our friendship. We're friends on social media. And I saw that he was posting these great pickleball videos kind of to help people with their bodies because now he's in physical therapy. Um, So Taylor, how did you even get started with pickleball? Because we didn't have that in intramurals. Yeah, unfortunately, we didn't. Uh, I got started playing uh, when I was doing one of my clinical rotations on Kauai. Uh, I was living with a good friend from UNLV, and his family played every Friday. So they asked me if I wanted to play one weekend, and I was like, sure, let's give it a try. And I I just loved it uh, from that first day that we started playing. 
I'm guessing that the the competition level in Hawaii, no matter whether you in Kauai or in Oahu, because I think you've done time on both islands, it's got to be super strong because everywhere Bridgie and I go and we play against Islanders, they are super good, whether it's in Vegas or in the Bay Area. They teach us lessons. Like, yes, we <laughs> it never fails. Out there. <laughs> it never <laughs> fails. So what's, you're in Oahu now. What's the vibe like at the courts in Oahu? Um, you know, it's, it's really inviting. Everybody is, like you said, they're, they're there to help you learn more about the game and get better at the game. Um, I was just playing, uh, on Friday night and it's kind of funny cause we met these new guys and he's like, Oh yeah, I just started playing, you know, real humble about it. And then we get on the court and he's just like ripping serves, like <laughs> smashing at the net. I was like, you sure you just started, but yeah, there's a lot of good competition and seems like there's a lot of courts. The city's building more courts for us to play. So I see a lot of people playing now. Yeah, you yeah, sure he wasn't just sandbagging you? I, I think so. He was downplaying <laughs> that he just started. But then we were talking more and he's like, oh, yeah, I just played in a tournament. And I was like, so you, I don't know if he really just started, but he was really good. He just started yeah. beating you that night. That's all. Right. He was hustling <laughs> out there. <laughs> But it was good. He, after we played, like, uh, that, he, I think his serve was the fastest serve I've ever had to return. And he was giving us some pointers on, like, you know, serving and stuff that he learned from someone else at a tournament. So it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And it seems like, too, in the pickleball community, like, people are really helpful and willing to give that type of advice to kind of help out the people around them, get the beginners levels kind of up and make sure that they're also growing as players. So if I were to go to Hawaii, because that's always on my bucket list, where would be the best place to go to get some like open rec play and to uh, meet some people, get some games going? Um, so I've never been, but I've heard at Diamond Head Park, kind of near Waikiki, uh, there's some really good competition out there and they play more in the morning, like seven to 11. Uh, Cause then it starts to get pretty warm. I mean, not like Vegas hot, but pretty hot <laughs> from like one to three, but yeah, like diamond head um, out in town, Kahala area. There's some good pickup games that my friends go to all the time. So I hope we, Uncle's taking notes. I am taking <laughs> notes. I, I, you know, I'm going to Maui though. So, do you have any recommendations in Maui? Shoot, I have never played on Maui yet. All right. Well, I, I have a website that I went to and gave me some good recommendations over in Lahaina. So that's kind of the side of the island that I'm going to be at. So I'm looking forward to trying it oh, out nice. there to yeah. pick up games in the morning. So before the family is ready to go and have lunch somewhere, I'm going to, you know, get my pickleball in in the morning. Yeah, that sounds like a good plan. So I'm ju I'm just curious, you know, you being, you know, in orthopedics, when you roll up to a court and you see people just kind of like rolling in, not stretching, not doing anything, they just start thinking and say, okay, I'm ready to go. What's going through your head? Are you like, no way? Are, are they going to get injured? What's going through your head? Um. Well, <laughs> that's funny. Uh yeah, when I, I think everybody should have a good warm-up, you know, routine that they go through. Um, I do see a lot of injuries of with my patients from pickleball. So a good warm-up routine 
could help reduce the risk of that. But yeah, even my own family, they'll will be playing and they'll be like, oh, I'm kind of a little bit tight today. And I'm like, you know what would be great if you did some stretches, maybe. <laughs> so, but yeah, everybody, um, pickleball, it, it's a real tough sport. You're moving a- around a lot. So even though everyone thinks, oh yeah, you can just, anyone can play whatever age, whatever physical ability, you definitely want to prepare your body to play, you know? That's sound advice. And recently, I had met someone at the pickleball court who was telling me that he thinks, and he's not a doctor or anything of the sort, but he was like, I think that pickleball is really hard on people's bodies. And now that it's getting so popular, he's like, just you wait. In a few years, you're going to be seeing all types of like very serious injuries associated with the game. Would you agree with that? Because I always thought that pickleball was just kind of more of a lackadaisical sport. Like anybody can just go out there and kind of hit around and get some exercise. Yeah, I think it's a little of both, right? Obviously, there's different levels of competitiveness that you can play at. So if you're just kind of nicely hitting back and forth, uh, like, you know, anyone could do that. But if you're trying to be competitive and your opponent's making you move back and forth on the court, then that is definitely uh, very stressful, you know, for the knees, the hips. And then it, the harder you're swinging, trying to slam that ball overhead, that's a lot of torque on the shoulder too. So um, I do unfortunately see a lot of overuse injuries. Uh, plus, I think pickleball is so addicting. Once you get hooked, you just want to play, 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 play. Yeah. And um, yes. I see yeah. a lot of overuse injuries. And then sometimes more serious injuries from pickleball, unfortunately. Okay, I need your advice because I kind of have a routine where I stretch at home, right? And then because I say, okay, sometimes when I roll up to the court, they're going, Greg, you're in, like immediately. And I don't really have any time to stretch while I'm at the court and I don't want to hold anybody up. So I like, okay, let's go. And I'll think a couple, hit a couple ground strokes and then start playing a match, right? So what I've learned to do is I stretch at home. But it's still, you know, by the time I stretch, get my bag ready, get in the car, drive to the courts, it's probably a good 20, 30 minutes from the time I stretch to the time I'm actually on the court. Is that stretching at home doing me any good at all? <laughs> um, it kind of depends, right, what kind of stretching. So I usually recommend dynamic stretching before uh, playing pickleball, which which involves more movement, uh, you know, getting the joints moving, getting the muscles moving, versus the static stretching, which is just the the uh, you know the kind of common sit, reach, touch your toes kind of stretching. So a more dynamic, because really what you're trying to do is uh, get the heart rate up, increase the tissue temperature, so they're more elastic and and reduce your risk of injury there. So even though I'm sitting in the car for 15, 20 minutes, it's still doing me some good that I did that dynamic stretching earlier? I would say so, yeah. Better than nothing, you know, at least you kind of get the heart rate up. And then when you get to the court, you know, you can maybe just jog to the court or do a little quick jog, get the the blood flowing again. That's beyond me, Dr. Lau. Jogging? What? Jogging? You asked her advice and then just goes, yeah, nah. (laughs) 
No, that's, that's good advice. I, I should jog because there is a little bit of, you know, space between the parking lot or the street where I have to park to the court. So why not? Right. Put my little bag on my back and, and you know, jog for a couple hundred yards. That's a good idea. That is great. That's yeah. We should both be implementing that because I'm scared. I'm, you know, getting up there in age and I don't need any serious injuries. Bridgie what? getting up there in age. Come on. <laughs> it's something to consider. <laughs> You're but in your, your football prime. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of injuries are we putting ourselves at risk? Like, is it torn ligaments in my knee? Is it shoulder stuff? Like, what could I expect if I'm not doing these types of warm-ups? Um, well, yeah, I mean, I don't want to scare people and be like, if you don't stretch, then you're going to, you know, tear something, right? Yeah, but- everybody's different. Um, yeah, but, um, you know, I do like I've seen quite a few Achilles tendon tears uh, because pickleball, that sudden push off, right, kind of puts a lot of torque and stress on the calf muscle, which is connecting that Achilles tendon to the heel. Um, so that's probably one of the more severe injuries, right? Um, of course, that that could be because the calf's getting too tight it's overused it's not strong enough it's not used to those forces so that's where like a good strengthening program you know i think a lot of people they play pickleball as their form of exercise which is which is great but if you're trying to be really competitive and play at a high level then a strengthening program uh, aside from the pickleball I think would be really important. That way your body can handle the forces that you're going to put on it on the court. That is fantastic advice. We got to take a quick break, but when we come back, I want to hear some of those exercises to do um, either at home or at the gym that would help with that strengthening that would hopefully, um, you know, prevent doing, you know, getting any serious injuries and at least reduce the chances. So when we come back, we'll have more with Dr. Taylor Lau physical therapist with the orthopedic rehabilitation specialist. Stay tuned. This is Bridgie and Uncle Greg with Third Shot Podcast. PB Army is a new pickleball gear company of two Navy veterans. Their gear is carefully designed to meet the needs of players and is made using top quality materials to enhance your game. One of the products they offer are thinking caps, which are made with durable and hydrophobic materials to prevent water absorption and sweat buildup during a game. The caps are antimicrobial, ensuring that players can use them confidently without the fear of bacteria or odor. Their dinking caps are built to withstand regular use, even from daily pickleball players. Whether you're playing in a tournament or a rec game with friends, the caps keep them comfortable, dry, and looking great on and off the courts. As a veteran-owned company, PB Army is committed to providing their customers with the best products possible and take pride in serving the pickleball community. Customers looking for durable and high-quality pickleball gear can rely on this company to meet their needs. And you can use code THIRDSHOT, that's the number three, R-D-S-H-O-T, to receive 10% off your entire purchase. Welcome back to Third Shot Podcast. If you haven't already, check out our website. It's thirdshotpodcast.com. You can listen to all of our previous episodes, and we even have some amazing blog posts written by our Uncle Greg. Woohoo! 
<laughs> Today we have Dr. Taylor Lau joining us. He is a physical therapist with the Orthopedic Rehabilitation Specialists, and he's a good friend from our undergrad at UNLV. So, welcome back. We got our third shot, our third and favorite. Right. Yeah, to keeping our bodies healthy. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. Mm. Cheers. So before so the break, you were mentioning that there's some strengthening exercises that we should all be doing to kind of help us prevent any serious injuries. Like, where do you start? Like, what what do you work with your patients on to kind of, you know, get them ready? Do you talk to them about like what their activity level is, how hard they're playing? Like, where does the first, um, you know, the steps to figuring out what's a good routine for them? Yeah, I always start with, you know, a thorough physical exam because everybody's body is different. So I want to know, you know, where they're at, what they're capable of doing. Um, and I, I usually start with a mobility assessment because if their hips or their knees just don't have the mobility to move through certain motions, uh, it doesn't really matter how strong you are because the joint just doesn't have that mobility to get there. So I start with mobility, you know, if there are impairments there, then I'll, I'll work with them, we'll do exercises to get that mobility back, and then strengthen them in that new range of motion that they have there. That sounds very thorough. And I think I should be working on that mobility myself. Um, as I mentioned in the, the previous segment, though, you do have some really awesome videos um, on Instagram as well as YouTube that kind of help people um, get some free advice and see what types of exercises they should be doing. Uh, could you walk us through one of those exercises and explain what it benefits for them? Yeah. So um, recently I did a video um, about squatting and um when I watch like um, a lot of the pro pickleball players play, when they're at the kitchen line, you know, they're pretty much sitting in a squat, you know, knees bent, ready position. They're not standing up tall. And uh, I think a lot of my patients don't realize that, yeah, when you're playing pickleball, you are constantly going up and down, which is basically performing, you know, maybe hundreds of squats. And um, so I, I wanted to teach people how to correctly do a squat. And uh, the video kind of starts from real beginner. Like if you've never done a squat before, um, kind of start them off with a half squat uh, from an elevated surface and then progress them, progress them, progress them till we're squatting with, uh, with weights, additional weights, and also adding in like a reactive component where they maybe have to catch a ball or or squat and react to something because pickleball involves a lot of quick reactions. So, well, I am going to put you on the spot because I have this nagging injury that I have no idea what to do about. It's been, it's okay. lasted way, way, way too long. So anyway, the injury is on my right leg at the very, very top of the thigh, like kind of where the, you know, the leg starts right at the crease, right? Okay. And it's like not the really the groin. It's kind of more towards my waist than the groin. But it hurts all the time when I twist and stuff. While I'm playing, it doesn't bother me. But as soon as I stop playing, it just hurts. When I sleep, 
it, you know, will wake me up in the middle of sleep when I'm on the couch and I'm just messing around, just kind of moving around. It'll like a shooting pain. I have no idea what this is, but I've tried from massaging it. I've tried stretching it. I've tried different exercises like squats, lunges, try to build up the strength. I have no idea what I've done to it. <laughs> and I know that this if I came like to see year. you in Hawaii, which is a great excuse to go to Hawaii, <laughs> you could probably help me out. But just based yeah. on what I explained, what do you think it is? Well, yeah. So from that little brief history, you know, when you're playing on it, you say it feels fine. Feels fine. Uh, so kind of kind of points me in the direction of a muscular issue, right? Because when it's warm and the muscles loose, there's no pain. But then you come home, you sit down, kind of cool down. Maybe the muscle gets a little bit tight. So based off that, that's where I would start the examination, kind of looking at the muscle tightness, how healthy the muscle tissue is. Um, you know, if it was like a hip joint, then anytime you move that joint a certain way, it would probably bother you, right? But because your symptoms are more intermittent, you know, right on and off, uh, I would start looking at the muscles. And um, so, so it if, so if like it is a muscle issue, so if it, I'm sorry to interrupt, but if it is a muscle issue, is it more I should stretch or I should, you know, do exercises or both probably, right? Yeah, I mean, the stretching. So if we stretch the muscle, that kind of just gives you a temporary window, right? So stretching will reduce some of that low level inflammation in the muscle. And it will give you a window where you can do more mobility work or exercises. So sometimes the stretching is just like a temporary fix, you know, and especially if this has been bothering you for, you know, uh, months, over, yeah, it's been months, quite a yeah. while. The stretching will help, but then, yeah, we want to get to the root cause of this. I'm actually doing a video on hip flexor stretching, working on it now. But the tricky part with the hip flexor is there, it crosses actually four different joints. And if we have a mobility issue at any one of those joints, it's going to cause your hip flexor to be tight. So I think that's why people, they stretch their hip flexors, they foam roll them, and it just keeps coming back. Uh, probably because we're not getting to the root cause of, of why it's tight in the first place. You hear that, uncle? I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. Warm up. You got to stretch. You got to do all the strength. I got to do some exercises to kind of build up. Yeah, for sure. We got to get you to Hawaii, maybe for a tournament. And then we can also do an exam for your hip when you're here. Now we're talking. Right. And, then, and then we're going to celebrate our gold medal with some soju shots. We're all, yeah, <laughs> I got it all in my head. It's all figuring, <laughs> it's all fitting. It's all fitting. So Taylor, you had mentioned that um, in order to kind of increase your performance, there's some strength training that needs to happen off of the court, aside from, you know, practicing your dinking and serving and whatnot. What are some of those strength training exercises that we can be doing to enhance our game? Yeah. Um, so I started thinking about this just because I wanted to improve my own game. And then I was like, why don't we just make a video? Because maybe there's someone else out there who, who wants the same things. Um, so when I do the exercises, I kind of start with the general fundamental movements like upper body strengthening, lower body strengthening. 
But then I think in pickleball, strengthening the core to be able to connect your lower body and upper body, right? When you're kind of taking a big swing, uh, you know, you're not just using all arms, obviously. You want to use the strength from your legs. So a lot of rotational strengthening as well as like explosive movements. So plyometrics, uh, that's going to help give you that pop when you're trying to look for, you know, more power on the pickleball court. So I use a TRX. Do you use TRX at all with, when you're working with your patients or not usually? Sometimes, sometimes. Um, TRX that doesn't is, is usually give high you that dynamic, you know, movements, right? It's, it's more yeah, controlled yeah. movements. It really works the core uh, when you're using those kind, that kind of equipment. Yeah, I, I kind of like it because my core, as Bridgie will know, needs help. So... <laughs> <laughs> As you get older, the core, you know, needs a little more uh, focus. It's <laughs> really tough. Um, a lot of my patients uh, are not at that level, you know, where they're recovering from an injury. So maybe something not as intense as that. But that's a good exercise to do. And you can do so much with it, you know, TRX. Yeah. yeah. In college, I had this workout buddy and he was the graduate assistant for fitness and he made me do TRX. He introduced me to it. And he was like, okay, we're going to do um, like a plank into a pike. Yeah. Where you're like, yeah. Your feet yeah. are strapped into yeah. it. And then you're holding your feet up. And then you've got to like make your body look like a tent. And oh my gosh, how about lost it? That's the hardest thing ever. It, I but do I that it, one. It's tough. It's tough, but it yeah. really helps. That one I love. Yeah. What kind of um, strength training exercises for rotational movement would you recommend um yeah i mean when i work out i i use a medicine ball a lot um so uh there's one exercise i'm kind of like in a front lunge position and you're holding the medicine ball in front of you and then you kind of control that rotation out towards the back leg and then i'll come back with the power aspect and i throw the ball um so it kind of works best if you have a partner. Otherwise, you throw it and you got to go walk and get the ball yourself. <laughs> but if you have a partner, you can practice throwing it back and forth. And, it, you know, it works two things. Controlling the rotation of the spine as you go back. And then the power aspect to to push forward and project the ball. So that's that's a good one. I, I do a lot of cable machine stuff. Mm. Uh, loft presses where you're holding holding the cable out in front of you and that one you're actually resisting the rotation so the cable wants to twist you and you have to use your core your obliques to stabilize um to stabilize that i hope i'm describing these well uh it's easier in a video to understand i guess well that actually leads me to my next question it sounds like you do a lot of help through video what are the different types of videos that you have available? Um, yeah. So again, cause I see patients at all levels. So some of the videos are kind of these higher level strengthening videos like this, but I also uh, do videos for office workers. Uh, a lot of my patients are office workers. So I've got a video about ergonomics, how to set up your desk and your your monitor height so everything can align your spine better. Uh, got a video on lumbar support, uh, how to make your own lumbar support at home or some options that they can buy online 
That way, people with low back pain, their back is not under stress all day when they're sitting at work. Um, and then the first video series I did was actually a shoulder stretching series. Um, and I think it's really important for people who play pickleball to take care of their shoulders. I see a lot of people come in and they don't, you know, a lot of people do the hand across chest shoulder stretch and like that's about it, uh, which that stretches one part of the shoulder, but the shoulder is the most mobile joint in your body and it, it thrives off of motion. So we need to, you know, make sure we do a lot of stretches to keep it moving well. That one was really helpful. I think that was the first video that I saw where I was, caught my attention and like, oh my gosh, Taylor plays pickleball and he's got all these great videos. That's really helpful because I do have a lot of shoulder pain as well as elbow pain from playing. And so um, I'll definitely have to rewatch those and save them. Um, you also did one that I thought was really handy was um, how to stretch while traveling. Oh yeah. Uncle, you'll have to take a look at that video before you head out to Hawaii because you know when you're in those seats and I just got back from a trip myself, you kind of have to sit funky because you're like avoiding the person next to you or just because like my feet don't always touch the ground, right? So that one is really awesome too. So for everybody who's listening and wants to go watch these great videos, where can they find them? Yeah, so you can go to... uh ORS underscore physical therapy. That's the uh, tag on Instagram uh, or on YouTube. If you just type in orthopedic rehabilitation specialists, uh, we should pop up there. Uh, or if not, ORS-PT.com is our company website. And then all the links are on that company website. Well, before I let you go, because I am going to be getting on a plane for five hours, coming to Hawaii fairly soon. What's one tip you can give me for the plane? Uh, take a lumbar support with you. Unless you're flying first class, the seats, yeah, really put a lot of stress on your back. So a nice lumbar support, I think you'll feel a lot better when you stand up after that long plane ride. Thank you for that. And thank you for coming on the show with us today. Oh, thank you so much. I had a great time. Thanks so much, Taylor. It was good to see you again and good to have you on our show. Thanks, guys. Hope to be back soon. <laughs> oh, well, I'm going to try to come see you soon. Yeah, yeah, we got to do that. <laughs> we got to play some pickleball. Well, for all you listeners, thank you for joining us at Third Shot, where Bridgie and I will continue to share our pickleball journey. A real special thanks to Dr. Lau for joining us today and helping us stay healthy on the court. Check out Taylor at YouTube at ORS.PT or on Instagram at ORS underscore physical therapy or on their website ORS-PT. You can support this show by subscribing and we promise to have more amazing guests like Dr. Lau in future episodes. So please let's continue to share our enjoyment for the game together and grow the pickleball community. See you next time on Third Shot Podcast. <laughs>